the way to build your business, to get your business to improve, I don't think has to do with learning tips, tactics, or tools to build business. It centers around becoming a more productive person and a more consistent person. Like a lot of people are are great for a, a few days or a week. They're really motivated right after they read some quote or watch some movie or hear some story. The real winners are just methodical. They're the same every day and they just chip away at this mountain and they take one step every day. They just do it every day. You're listening to The Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Business of Thought Leadership. I'm your co-host, Nikki Ballou. I'm the other co-host, Michael Palmer. And boy, are we excited about today's episode. Our guest is none other than the one, the only, the legendary Chad House. Chad is the creator of Chad House Fitness, and he is a man on a mission. And his mission is to help men be strong warriors and be the best version of themselves that they can be. He's created this really powerful list that I absolutely love called the 25 Characteristics of an Alpha Male. Welcome to the show, Chad. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you here, my man. So, Chad, the name of this podcast is The Business of Thought Leadership. Our listener is an entrepreneur, a coach, a consultant, or they're aspiring to be one. So, our listener's really interested in how you've taken your expertise and turned it into something powerful and commercial. And they're also interested in your backstory, how you came to be where you are in life today. So, tell us your story. Well, with with regards to business, I got into the online end of things through a family friend who brought me down to some, I don't know, conference or something in in, um, in California. He'd been doing it for, for five years, I think, and kind of showed me the ropes. He's completely fitness. I started out with completely or, or just fitness content and then kind of branched off into some different different things. But that's basically how I started, was just lucky to have a, a buddy of mine who had the internet business already going and kind of showed me the ropes. I didn't, I didn't have a clue about blogs or websites or podcasts or video, anything before he showed me. So that's, that's how I got into it basically. And it, it, like, is that, is that kind of just what you want to know? Just the business end of things or? Also your personal story, man. I mean, you were working for somebody at some point, right? What yeah. had you, what had you, what had you kind of decide to get out of that? Were you feeling some dissatisfaction? What brought you to this road? Well, I, I went, I was in school. I, uh, playing basketball in college and I, I got a knee injury. So then I didn't want to go to school anymore. So I dropped out of school and then I started working for a phone, a cell phone company doing corporate sales. That was huge. I did nine months there, learned how to sell, which was very valuable. And then while I was there or just before I got there, I started boxing. So I wanted to do something uh, work-wise that also allowed me to learn how to get in better shape. So I worked for, it was a gym that trained professional athletes. So I got in there. Uh, my old man knew the guy who set up the gym. So 
I got a job kind of apprenticing under a trainer there. Then I broke off, did my own training stuff just because I wanted to, I saw the pay structure works, even working for a cell phone company, even working for at the gym, I saw, okay, these guys are taking, even though they're providing the facility and I learned a lot from them, uh, I, th- I still think I can take all the money and, and find somewhere else to go and pay less rent. So I'd started my own training business, did some boot camps with a buddy of mine. And that's when my, um, buddy came out to visit from uh, Toronto. He came out to Vancouver when I was living there to visit. And he kind of showed me the ropes a little bit then, brought me down to California. Then I paid some money to join a mastermind group. I failed for, like, I didn't make any money for, it's got to be five years, four years maybe. Wow. So, yeah, I I didn't, I, I was so slow at getting everything going to actually make money. I tried the the one thing that I noticed was the, uh, mastermind group is awesome. Everyone loves mastermind groups. The problem that I found was that you're getting other people's opinions. And so if you're, if you have a business, like my business is very personal. I'm basically answering my own questions. All my content is something I've read, some question I've had, some problem I've had, and I just write it. And it just so happens that a lot of guys have similar problems to what I have. Uh, With a personal business, it's tough to get outside influence because everyone thinks they know what you should do. And I spent four or five years doing things that guys who are making a couple million dollars a year are doing, but it wasn't working for me because they just didn't know my voice, my business. And because it's just me answering my own questions, I get customers that are at least in some way like me. So when I just kind of started writing sales copy and, and creating products that were in my own voice that were like, I wrote all the copy. I got all the ideas for the products. That's when things started taking off. That's powerful. You know, what you said at the beginning really resonated with me. You said that you had a family friend who came and showed you the rope. So you got yourself a mentor. You didn't do it alone. Even though what you created was your own content, but you did get mentorship to get you started on it. And you started to realize that there was a a limit to what people could teach you. And Mm -hmm. that limit was that the expertise that you have is your expertise. You've got to create your own original content, your own original expertise. You can't just be a me too like somebody else. You know, Oscar Wilde once said that be the best version of you because everybody else is taken, right? Mm -hmm. That's essentially what you're saying here is that for our listener to be able to go out there and take their genius and turn it into a business, they need to find their own voice. Yeah, big time. Sometimes it takes a long time. I'm still, no, I found it, but it took me, like all marketing, copywriting, everything, they say to create a profile of who your customer is. And now I'm starting to get back to that a bit. But to get to, um, to get my business off the ground and really thriving, I needed to forget about the customer and just write to myself 
but that's just my business. Uh, some guys, uh, like there's a lot of guys who are, are doing really well and they're men writing to women about fat loss. They're men writing to women about whatever. That obviously doesn't work in that circumstance. But um, I know for me, I needed to figure out my own voice first and then you can kind of branch off and do your own thing or, or focus on the customer a bit more. But everyone everyone has their own process of learning and and, and whatnot. During those five years of failing, what would you say the three most valuable lessons were for you? That's a good question. We're full of those, Chad. Yeah. (laughs) Now I got to think. The valuable lessons. Well, one thing I did that kind of forced me to win or just lose in dramatic fashion was I, I, I stopped the training business. So that was my money and that was my income. So I did, I think it might've been four years I failed. I did, I did had the training going on for three of those years. And then I just said, okay, I'm done. I gave away my training business. And then I went, like I lived fine cause I had savings and stuff like that, but I wasn't making any money. So it got to the point where yeah, there was an eight year period where, or eight month period where I had to I had run through all savings, credit, everything, and I had to make money online to pay rent, to pay for food, to pay for everything. And I had to do that eight months in a row. And it was, it was, it was paycheck to paycheck, but you didn't know if that paycheck was coming for sure. So that was a good thing that I did. It sucked. Um, but then after, I remember after, I remember it was eight months and I remember after those eight months, things started moving a bit faster so I didn't have to worry so much. And then I I did another thing. I booked a trip to Italy before I could afford it, then made the money to afford it, and then went there and then business really took off when I was in Italy, oddly enough. But uh so that was one I, I um I burned burnt my ships. That was a big lesson. Within the business there were lots of little lessons like uh the writing writing to myself versus writing to a customer uh, I think made a more authentic voice with the, with the sales copy and with the articles and with, uh, with the newsletters and, and so forth. And then I got a course, um, there was one course I took that was really beneficial, um, about Andre Chaperone. It's his, his email copy course. Uh, that was really valuable. Just how to write, write newsletters and 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 funnels and so forth that keeps the reader like you always end with something that wants them to open the next one kind of thing and so that taught me a lot just about writing and marketing to people and so forth so i, I guess those were the three most important lessons thank you it's i love the perspective and i think the learnings burning the bridges and and having to figure it out you had to figure new things out and you know setting the the goal of going to Italy and then figuring out how to pay for that's fantastic you're somebody who sounds like you find your place and you're you're carving out your own place in your own business in your life how, how what does you, what does it look like from a collaboration standpoint with others in the industry 
As far as how do I collaborate with other people? Yeah, from from your own success, do you find that collaborating with others is valuable to you? And if so, how has that looked for you? I haven't done a lot of it. I've like I've thought about doing some stuff with some other guys, but I did it once. We did a me and these these guys are uh, good friends. They're really good at what they do, but we try to do a boxing fat loss product. And we just marketed it more as a fat loss product and it didn't go uh, that well. I wanted to do a boxing boxing product and I think that would have done better. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still like getting a lot, like my business is, is primarily, it's, it's all organic. Like I get all my leads organically through the website, through YouTube, through, uh, Facebook. And there's just so much content for me to produce and products to create and and stuff to do on my end that I just I haven't even thought about collaborating since since I did that which is I I'm collaborations always really good but I'm trying to like I've got specific things that I'm working on and I want to work on them I don't want to get pulled yeah, from them it sounds that way and it's uh it's I was just curious so it's no no problem the yeah. what I re- what stands out for you was your your success really was going deep into your own your own thought leadership your own your answer I love that you're answering your own questions Mm-hmm. When did you when did you like when did you realize that and how how did it shift? I was reading I remember I was reading a book. It's a great book. I've read it since and it's helped me out a lot better since. I can't remember. It's not I think it's upstairs. But it's basically said like uh, it it gave you how to set up a profile for a customer. And then I think there was some line or or, or you can just write for yourself and and whatever. So I I, I'd been, I spent like three years trying to do all this, like the how to's of marketing and like, and and this is what you got to do to sell to other people. And you got to follow these steps. And I just said, screw it. I'm going to do my own thing. And I, I don't know if I had a moment, the first, the first real product and sales copy that I created purely just I just wrote and I just wrote for myself in response to an issue, a problem that I had. And that was called, it's called the man diet. It's like a diet on how to boost testosterone levels. And, and the name is simple. There's no like marketing genius involved in that whatsoever. It's just a simple name. It's a simple product. It's like the, the solutions are simple enough and the sales copy just was kind of, uh, written for me telling my story and a lot of guys resonated with that. So that was kind of an experiment that ended up doing really well. And so I just stuck with it ever since. Well, that's how I came to know you actually is I read something you wrote. I was writing a book at the time and I was looking for, uh, someone who'd written something about John Wayne is the book that I was writing was uh, for men and about what it takes to be a man in the 21st century. And I found a long blog post you wrote, and I don't remember the exact title, but the gist of it was nine principles that John Wayne embodied in his movies that show you how to be uh, a man's man or an alpha man. And I read that thing with interest. And as soon as I read that, I'm like, 
this man sounds cool. So I went to see what you were selling, and I saw you were selling the Mandite, so I bought it. And the title really resonated for me. What, what was it that had your business actually take off? Like really take off was the man diet. I was in, in, I was in Italy. I promoted that to my list with success. And so then I went to other guys and say, hey, I've got this, this product that's working really well for my list. Here's the numbers. And uh, the guy who actually introduced me to the online stuff uh, mailed it. He did really well. And then a, maybe 10 of the kind of best guys in the industry mailed to it and it just killed it. So that's, that, that's what took off was, was, um, a man diet. was when I was in Italy and that product really took off, made it for, made it an awesome trip. Cause then, you know, you had money to burn. You could really enjoy yourself while you're there. But yeah, that, that, that man diet was the first one that really brought a big amount of buyers into my list and, and grew my following and, and brought actual money into the business, not just uh, email signups. So that was easily the kind of breakthrough. So you did collaborate with a number of top industry people in this case. And the collaboration you did was they promoted your program to their list. Has that been a cornerstone of your strategy is doing this sort of cross promotion with other industry leaders? It was. So I still do that every now and then. Everyone gives a big, big chunk of of commission away. So because it's not my customer, they're giving me their customer. So you give a, a big chunk of the commission away. But I haven't been doing that as aggressively lately because you need a product that doesn't just fit your list, but fits everyone else's. It fits like it has to fit and be attractive to everyone. And the things that most people buy are cheesy, empty promise type products, especially for women. Like women buy the most, like they're 80% of the fitness market. So if we're talking fitness products, uh, they're 80% of the fitness market. They want quick fixes and they buy off emotion. So, and guys, same thing. They want quick fixes. It's kind of, I'm not saying the products are, are the products are probably good, but the marketing has to be a certain way for it to be a, a broad hit, or it seems like that. So I haven't focused so much on that. I've been focusing on my list, my guys, who find their way to my site through my articles, and I know exactly what they're after. Like be it testosterone, be it uh, becoming a better man, uh, earning more money, what to do with your money, just a self improvement. They they want to be better men. So I know exactly what they're they're after. They're after the same thing I'm after. So it's a lot more efficient for me to focus on them than kind of bring others in. It doesn't always work if you bring others in. Like I said, it's got to be for a broader audience. So how is it that you've come to know so well what your audience wants? Is it primarily because you've come to know yourself so well and you're attracting people that are a lot like you? Or have you done market surveys in addition to this? That's it, pretty much. Just knowing, knowing myself and as an offshoot, knowing what other guys will want. And I'm starting to do more market research, but that's a weakness. I got to work on that. I got to work on really actively actually knowing what, what the, the uh, readers want based on asking them and giving them uh, you know, surveys and so forth. But I'm just starting to do that now. 
Fantastic. Fantastic. You know, we're a big believer in, in doing the market research. And uh, it, for our clients, what we've done is we've actually put together questionnaires and hired people to interview them and record the interviews and get the answers that way. That's been pretty useful for us. But I really like what you're saying about my customers were a lot like myself. And understanding that and understanding myself better, having that sense of self-awareness will allow me to market to my customers better because the better I get to know myself and what I want inside of my business, and I believe this applies to what I'm doing and what Michael's doing inside this business of ours, it's going to be very powerful for us to develop clear, concise, compelling marketing copy. That's what you're saying, isn't it essentially, Chad? Yeah, like if you're... When you start a business, you think about what your ideal customer is because you don't want to create a business where you just want to have nothing to do with the people who buy into your business or buy your products. So you think about your ideal customer and my ideal customer is someone like me because I want improvement. So I want guys who want to improve. I want to get in better shape. I want to learn more about business, about whatever. And so if that's my ideal customer, like I know what I want, I know where I go on the, on the internet. I know what I'm after on the internet. I know what I read. So I've kind of got a cheat sheet with regards to understanding what the reader will want and want to read and want to eventually buy. But that being said, I should still ask them a lot more, which I'm working on. I, th I actually think it's really cool and kind of interesting and has me thinking here the way that you've done it. There's a book called The Long Tail, and the premise of the book is, in, 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 let's call it 30 years ago, you needed to have a brick and mortars building at the corner of Main Street in Maine, and you had to appeal to the market that was surrounding you. In today's age of the internet where you can reach unlimited amount of people, you can go and find those onesie twosie customers in volume enough to have a, a decent sized business. And all you've done is basically found all of the other people out there that are like you, that are located throughout North America, maybe around the world, and they're your customer base. And it's I actually think it's really brilliant. You get to do, you get to talk about the things you love, you get to explore the things you want to explore, and you've found this tribe or, or community of people that are a lot like you, uh, I, I think it's great. It's awesome. Thanks. So how did you build your list and your audience and your tribe chat and how big have you gotten it to so far? I built it just through the man diet was a good one. We had, we've had well over 10,000 customers, probably 15,000 or so, maybe, maybe 20. Amazing. And that list of buyers is built mainly through affiliates. So that's other guys who've promoted it and they, their buyer comes in and then, you know, that, that, that becomes a part of my list, but then everything else is organic. It's organic through, uh, through the website and through, uh, YouTube. Uh, so just putting out a ton of content, having opt-in, forms at the end of the uh, end of the newsletters using sumo me on, on the site just for pop-ups for for welcome mats and so forth and then uh in youtube having a call to action at the end of every video and and just doing that and being methodical about it helped me build the list i think it's around seventy thousand or so Seventy thousand. 
Wow, listener, check 70,000 names, 15 to 20,000 buyers of the man diet, and he's building it organically. So Chad, here's what I want to get from you. You've built a list of 70,000 people. You've got powerful content on various platforms. What is the call to action that you have on places like YouTube? Oh, it's just a to do something. So you give them something in the video. I don't make videos just about talking about myself or anything. Like you want to provide value. And then I'll give a free ebook or a course or something at the end, at the end of the video. And I'll say, click just, you know, you've, you've watched the video now do something. Let's, let's take it to the next step. Click below, get the, the free book, sign up to the, to the newsletter and I'll give you this free guide book course, whatever. I love it. I love it. So, Chad, we like to end every episode by asking our guest, what are your top three expert action steps that you recommend our listener implement in their life, in their business to take it to the next level right away? So what are yours? Three things. Okay, so one would be to wake up earlier. The, the, I think I wouldn't say there are. Um, That's powerful. Like those, say a lot about that. I think most people need to hear that one. Yeah. So I, I don't think the step, the, the way to build your business, to get your business to improve, I don't think has to do with learning tips, tactics, or tools to build business. It centers around becoming a more productive person and a more consistent person. Like a lot of people are are great for a, a few days or a week. They're really motivated right after they read some quote or watch some movie or hear some story. The real winners are just methodical. They're the same every day and they just chip away at this mountain and they're, they take one step every day. They just do it every day. So like book writing, if you're writing a book, write a thousand words every day. Don't you're not going to write 5,000 one day, take the next day off, take the next day off and wait for the muse to come. You're going to, you're going to write every single day. So how do you create productivity every single day? You get up early because if you're up early, there's no distractions for the first three hours of the day. You can kill it. You can usually do, I do six to eight hours of work within those first three hours. Those are awesome. I can actually do a day's work within those first three hours of the day. So I'd say wake up early, try to get it to around 5, 4.35, depending on when the rest of your family or the rest of the people in your life wake up. You want to get up before them. Mm. Have a structure that you follow every day. So do, maybe you write for the first 90 minutes of the day and then you do something active and then you write again for 90 minutes, but have, have a structure that you follow every single day. So you've got your, at least your morning worked out to where you know you're going to kill it in the morning. And then the rest of the day normally follows suit. And then the third thing I'd probably do something well, like reading and all that stuff. Yeah. I I try to read 30 pages a day. Uh, it ends up being about a week, uh, a book a week, but I find my business is improves most when I'm doing things outside of work that help me learn or grow or improve in some way. So get a hobby and, and, and learn and, and really practice it, get good at practicing it, make the habit of hiking, hunting, doing whatever once a week, 
find at least one thing that you do once a week, twice a week, three times a week that's outside of work that, that improves you. So you're, you're not just focusing on improvement in business, but you're also improving outside of business. And I think that just wraps up your life to make it a more productive life where you're improving all the time and your business can't help but grow along with you. That's powerful. I really like that. So, so what are some of the things you do outside of work to improve yourself? I just, I got into hunting the last two years. So along with that, you, you got to get better at shooting. I got a bow and arrow. So I, I practice archery. I was boxing years ago. So I just hook up like uh, yesterday. I went to the first Brazilian jiu-jitsu class I've ever been to. So it's just another thing that I w- I'm trying to learn, you know? So the, oh. a book, The Practicing Mind is really good. It just uh, lays out the idea that practicing in and of itself makes you better at learning and practicing. I love it. So the book, The Practicing Mind. So who's the author of the book? That's a good question. Um, We'll look it up and we'll put it in the show notes because I think that sounds awesome. I'll tell you, Chad, about a year and a half ago, I was on your website and you had a list of uh, the top 10 or 15 books every man should read. And I picked up a couple of the books. I picked up a book about General Robert E. Lee by Michael Corda that you'd recommended. Awesome. I I picked up a book, uh, was it about Cicero? One of those Roman guys who was a Stoics. Yeah, it was, was, uh, no, it was um, Cato. Cato, right. So I read that. And uh, it was a book about Theodore Roosevelt and and a number of other books. I I think I bought most of the books on the list and I started to read them. And what I got was how powerful it was to read about the lives of other great men and women. And uh, that's something I got from you. So thank you for that. This point in the show, I want to ask you, what would you like to promote to the listener? This is the pitch time. Uh Oh, I've got actually something that's pretty beneficial that, that we've talked about a little bit. I just created uh, an ebook called The Lost Art of Discipline. I'm probably going to turn it into a book, but it's got uh, just a lot of good content and a lot of actionable steps you can take to become more disciplined. And so that just means you're going to accomplish more. You're going to have more freedom to do what you want because you're going to use your time better. And uh, I think discipline is something that we're – we're losing in our society. So those who are disciplined have that much more of an advantage over those who aren't because there's more of those who aren't. So you're just going to win more. Uh, okay, I, great. I love it. Why don't you give us a special link and we can become one of your promoters and affiliates in this type of fashion. And yeah. uh, absolutely, let's let's get that out there. I'd like to pick up a copy for myself. I think it sounds great. I agree with you. Discipline is something we're losing in this society. So Chad House, thank you for being on the show. You were awesome. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Chad House, Michael. Really interesting character. Uh, You know, he's doing it in a way that I think a lot of people talk about. He's one of those that is, you, you can just hear it. He's living his dream. He's living and doing the work that he loves to do. And he's, he's taking advantage of the new economy. So what really impressed me, Michael, 20,000 people bought this man's book and he has 70,000 people on his list. That's audience building, that's tribe building. What the listener can get from, from Chad is that 
He took a long time to do it, but he figured it out. And there is so much opportunity in the world to help people that need help. Absolutely. Helping people that need help is what we do as thought leaders. The other thing that really impressed me about Chad, Michael, was when he talked about how he was answering the questions he wanted to have answered in creating his thought leadership. He didn't go out there and take a market survey and go get things done that way. He was interested in something. He found something was vexing him. He went out there, he did the research, he did the hard thinking, he answered the questions. And then he had an aha moment going, wait a minute, there might be other men who are interested in the same things as I am. I'm going to start to blog about them. I'm going to start to write about them. I'm going to write for myself and see if someone in the audience out there is going to go, wow, Chad's just like me. I'm just like Chad. I want to be like Chad. I want to buy from Chad. Michael, that's something that I've learned from, you know what, in what I'm creating and what you're creating for our community, I'm going to be thinking about some of the questions I want answered. And I'm going to start thinking more deeply about that. Go get the answers, go do the deep thinking and put that out there the way Chad did. Because I believe many, many people, if you're listening to this, chances are you're just like me. You're just like Michael. You're someone who wants to make a difference in the world. You're someone who wants to live a life for purpose. You're someone who wants to make a lot of money. So I'm going to do some thinking for myself, but in doing that thinking for myself, I'm going to make it available to you, the listener, and it's going to be helpful to you. Absolutely. And you know, the very basic premise is he just wrote, period. Absolutely. He just wrote. And that's, I think there's, for the listener right now, whether you write a lot or a little, write, write, write. Get it out there into the world. People want what you have inside of your brain. So get out there, do it. That's absolutely true. And it's a great segue, Michael, to this wonderful tool we've created called the Market Authority Blueprint. This is a powerful tool. It's an amazing tool. Michael, tell people about this. Simply, it is one page. It's 10 ways to build your authority in the marketplace. I mean, imagine having people consider you to be authority in the problem that they're trying to solve. They're not calling to inquire, they're calling to buy. It's very simple. There's 10 steps. Take each step, multiple ways to apply each step. We'd love to hear about the steps that you're taking as a listener. What have you done to put your work out in the world to actually be known as, as an expert in your field? You can download it by simply going to authorityrocks.com or authority.rocks, and you'll find that download. And you know, Michael, one of the things that's on the Market Authority Blueprint, one of the steps is identify your ideal target market. That's really important. So many people forget to do that, right? Even in listening to the podcast today, when Chad got started, he was just out there trying to figure out who his customer was. It wasn't until he started to understand who his ideal target market was, a man just like himself, a man interested in self-improvement, a man interested in becoming healthier and fitter and, and, and getting his business off the ground, that 
his business started to take off. That's when he went from zero sales to 20,000 sales. It's really important for you to make sure that you've identified a clear target market. And that's just one of the 10 steps that's on this incredible free tool, the Market Authority Blueprint. Yeah, there's a lot of stigma around this too. It's like, oh, I can't narrow down to one particular niche or target narrow market. And I think that's false. I think everyone listening right now, you the listener right now, has a client that you love working with, that you make a really big difference for, and that you actually earn a really great income from. That's your ideal target market. Figure out how you can expand on that and find a thousand more of those instead of the other clients that you work with where you don't like it as much, you don't make as much money, and you don't make that big of a difference. It's really simple. Absolutely. And you know what? It's almost like you, the listener, you can't afford to not niche, you know? And that's the powerful point. Don't think, I can't afford to niche. You can't afford to not niche. You can't afford not to niche. And there's so many great things that happen when you niche and find a market like that. You're going to enjoy it a heck of a lot more. You're going to make a heck of a lot more money. And the people you work with, you're going to love working with them. Powerful stuff. So listen, to get the other nine steps, make sure you go to the website and download the Market Authority Blueprint. That wraps another episode of the Business of Thought Leadership podcast. To get all of the show notes and to learn more about today's guest, please go to thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Until next time, goodbye. You've been listening to the Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. For more information and to download the resources mentioned in this episode, please visit us at thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Thank you for listening.